0: Prince, they shall expel demons. Part 3, Chapter 15 is witchcraft still at work today. As we trace the torturous, deceptive paths of demonic activity and the occult we discover that they all proceed from one primal source, witchcraft. Witchcraft is the universal primeval religion of fallen humanity. When the human race turned from God in rebellion, the power that moved in was witchcraft as the bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft first samuel chapter 15 verse 23 each people group practices its own distinctive form of witchcraft, but certain elements are common to almost all of them. In many parts of the world, the open practice of witchcraft has continued unchanged for centuries. In nations with a Christian history, primarily in the West, witchcraft has adapted itself to the culture and takes certain special forms. Previously confined to a small minority in these last decades, it has become continually more blatant and aggressive. The supernatural element in witchcraft fascinates many people in our contemporary Materialistic Western culture, where people are familiar only with a form of religion, whether church or synagogue, that religion operates solely on a material and intellectual plane. They are prone to look for an alternative that offers supernatural, particularly if it offers power. This is why multitudes of such people are now turning to some form of witchcraft. One purpose common to all forms of witchcraft is control. Whenever any religious activity seeks to control other people, the influence of witchcraft is probably at work. Some reading this chapter know exactly what I am talking about because they have escaped from Satan's clutches. Others will grasp at this opportunity to find their way out. Still others will utilize this information to help set people free. The primitive practice of witchcraft normally contains the following elements. A priesthood, witch doctor, medicine man, or shaman. A ritual or liturgy, which may take various forms. A sacrifice, animal or human. Some characteristic form of music often incantation or drumbeats, and some form of covenant binding the participants to one another and to whatever satanic being is the focus of their activity. The word coven, a gathering of witches, is probably derived from the same root as covenant. These are the four main aims of witchcraft. 1. To propitiate a higher spiritual being, often regarded as capricious or malevolent. 2. To control the forces of nature, such as rain or good weather for harvest. 3. To ward off sickness and infertility, As in Africa, which almost every barren woman will go to the witch doctor for a potion or charm. To control other human beings, to terrify enemies in battle, or to produce sexual desire in one person toward another four levels of modern witchcraft the westernized modern practice of witchcraft contains the same elements it operates on at least four levels open public respectable two underground covens 3. Fifth Column, Disguised Within Society and the Church 4. A Work of the Flesh 1. Open, Public, Respectable Operating in its real nature, witchcraft teaches and practices the worship of Satan. The Church of Satan has its own website on the internet, which presents it as a respectable church. But those who have come out of its churches will tell you that the central satanic ceremony is a black mass, a blasphemous parody of a Christian communion service. The dominant motivation is a deliberate, conscious hatred and rejection of Jesus Christ. The main enemy is the Christian church. Number two, underground covens. Witchcraft covens usually means correction. Witchcraft covens usually meet at night to offer sacrifices, and to initiate new members. One central element in the practice of witchcraft, as we saw in the testimony at the end of the last chapter, is sacrifice. Usually the sacrifices are an animal, a dog, cat, rat, or some other small animal. According to my understanding, however, the sacrifice is, whenever possible, human, usually a baby. There are those also reported incidents of young people being required to kill and even behead victims as part of their initiation into witchcraft. The god of witchcraft is Satan. Its adherents are bound to him and to one another by a covenant committing them to absolute secrecy concerning their activities. What attracts people to Satanism? I believe it is the offer of supernatural power. Once convinced of the power they have acquired, Satanists are often bold and aggressive. A Christian friend of mine was sitting on an airplane next to a woman who refused all the food that was served. The woman told my friend she was fasting and praying. I'm a Christian too, my friend said, and sometimes I fast and pray. Oh, no, the woman replied. I'm not a Christian. I'm a Satanist. She went on to explain that she had two main objectives in her prayer. The breakup of Christian marriages and the downfall of leading christian ministers statistics correction statistics realized in recent decades must surely have encouraged her to believe that her prayers were very effective i once received a pathetic letter from a woman in texas who listened regularly to my radio broadcast. She was a witch, she said, and had been assigned to a certain church to plant doubt and unbelief in the hearts and minds of new or weak Christians. She had succeeded in drawing away three such people. Then she wrote, do you believe I can be forgiven and receive salvation from Jesus? I replied that God is infinitely merciful, even though it might be a struggle for her to be totally free. And I directed her to a local pastor. 3. Fifth column disguised. I will not attempt to present all forms taken by witchcraft to entice innocent people into the worship of Satan. I will merely offer some examples. Rock music Rock music is one of the main channels and its potential for harm is fearsome. Here is a letter I received recently from a 33-year-old man. A member of my staff responded and sought to help him. I obtained permission to quote it. Dear Mr. Prince, I am writing to you today to tell you of my struggles with demonization." I know what I write probably won't be new to you, but to friends, family, and church leaders. I must look like a psychopath. It all started when I was 16 and started listening to one of my brother's rock albums. This was not just any rock album, but a very demonic album. The album was by Black Sabbath, and the cover had 666 on the top with a demonic-looking creature peering at you. On the inside of the album was a picture of a man in bed with several demons, at least six or seven, and around him as if they were to pounce on him. The look on the man's face was pure agony. I only listened to it once or twice, but that was too many. One day I heard a very peculiar noise coming from the stereo cabinet. When I bent over to reach for the doors, a force went in me or through me and pushed me back. This was a very distinct force, and I am sure the demons were involved. I had a thought that I should hide the album so no one could throw it away. Surely this was from the demons. To this day, I can't remember where I hid it, even though I pray for remembrance. Well, ever since then, my life has been a living hell. These demons hold me down and paralyze me when I start to fall asleep. I can't move, speak, or open my eyes. All I can do is cry out mentally for Jesus to help me. These demons are vicious. They rape me in every way imaginable. I could get graphic and give a more detailed account, but I don't think that would be appropriate at this time. This was an every night ordeal for me from the time I was 16 until I was 31. The sexual abuse started to subside when I started attending Bible study and church regularly. Now I know what you're probably thinking. Are you saved and in Jesus? Is the Lord of your life? I said the Lord's Prayer when I was 12, when my mother, at my side, said it hundreds of times since then. This is due mainly to the fact that Christian friends and everyone in any of the churches and Bible studies I've been to tell me this can't happen to a Christian. So, you see, I'm waiting for signs of my salvation by the evidence of my life getting back to normal. It is hard to believe or have faith When we are bombarded with so many conflicting reports, I can't even think straight anymore or hold down a job for more than six to twelve months. I am not stupid. I earned an engineering degree. I'm just confused. I come from a so-called Christian family. Both my parents are born again, along with one of my two sisters. My only brother is not. My parents are supporters of your ministry, but I don't think they believe in demonization of people. I think this is because every time I bring it up, my father will weakly and timidly tell me to rebuke it in the name of Jesus and turn and walk away. My mother, on the other hand, refuses to acknowledge it and has even told my sister to stop discussing it with me. My mother's side of the family has a potential demonic nature, her father, who is dead, was a Freemason and her mother, who is also dead, and two surviving sisters who are now living, out of those three are involved with Eastern Star. I know this letter sounds really crazy. But I hope it makes a little sense to you. And I wish I could tell you more, but that would mean writing a book. Isn't this tragic? A professing Christian is tormented by demons, but receives no understanding, much less help, from fellow Christians. I mentioned the danger of Freemasonry and its women's affiliate, Eastern Star, in Chapter 12. Obviously, the young man was foolish to expose himself to forces so obviously satanic, but others are exposed to similar satanic forces in less obvious forms. The combined elements at a rock concert or discotheque, for example, often open correction. Also open the way for demons. Deafening music with an insistent, repetitive beat. Lyrics that range from mindless to blasphemous strobe lights constantly fluctuating in color and intensity. The impact can break down a person's ability to reason or exercise moral judgment and thus open the way for demons, especially if alcohol or drugs are involved. New Age cults religions, and practices. The fifth column operation of witchcraft is continually expanding. One major front is the strange assortment of cults, religions, and philosophies grouped loosely under the banner of the New Age. Unfortunately, many who sincerely think of themselves as Christians, are being drawn in by its seductive promises and deceptive terminology. Some who desire to stay healthy and fit, for example, do not realize that many health food stores are permeated with New Age products and teaching materials. Likewise, many people are drawn into the occult and open up to demonic forces through hypnosis. Some people are intrigued by hypnosis as innocent. They think it is innocent entertainment, perhaps on TV, for example. Others come under Satan's power through a medical practitioner for treatment of psychiatric problems or as a form of anesthesia for surgical procedures. This is the end of uh, They Shall Expel Demons, chapter 15. Is witchcraft still at work today? We are on the final paragraph of the bookmark page. Another occult practice that opens the door to demons is acupuncture some physicians and other medical personnel today justify its use on the ground that it works but an, an analysis of its but an analysis of its occult background reveals that acupuncture will never ultimately promote the well-being of those who submit to it The following warning comes from a Chinese doctor in Malaysia. About eight years ago, at a retreat in Singapore, God spoke to me about the dangers of acupuncture and its link to the occult, especially its inseparable origin with traditional Chinese religion. I immediately renounced my practice of acupuncture a skill I learned in Hong Kong and practiced successfully for five years. As soon as I came back home, I announced to my startled staff of doctors, nurses, and patients that acupuncture is dangerous and that I had renounced it and would not practice it anymore. I gathered all my machines, needles, books, diploma, and charts and made a great bonfire of them publicly. The total cost of the items was about $15,000. But the blessings after that were priceless because 1. My wife, who had suffered Correction one, my wife, who had suffered from chronic migraine and had acupuncture, done by many me, many times before, was immediately healed without medicine or prayer. Two: my unexplained fear of darkness immediately vanished. Three my medical practice instead of suffering a loss received a double fold increase in blessings about 3 years ago we saw a very unusual case during a healing rally correction a healing rally in kuching east malaysia a Christian lady came forward for prayer regarding her rheumatism. As soon as we started, the Lord gave a word of knowledge that she had submitted herself to acupuncture treatments in the past. She confirmed it, but each time she tried to renounce it. She was thrown onto the floor, screaming in severe pain. We realized that she was being tormented by demons. These demons had gained entry to her body through acupuncture. After we took authority over the demons and cast them out, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, she was delivered and totally healed. She then told us that each time she had tried to renounce acupuncture, invisible needles began to pierce her over the parts of her body where she had previously submitted herself to treatment. Let me end by relating a tragic case. The Christian brother who taught me acupuncture suffered from severe depression and committed suicide under mysterious circumstances. The world does not know the whole truth because she had everything in life but I think I know he came under a curse and paid for it with his life. Number four. A work of the flesh. Sinful nature. Now that we have examined three main forms of witchcraft as a supernatural force, The open public forum, the underground forum, and the fifth column—we must expose the root. It is the least recognized operation, but it permeates society and the church. In Galatians, chapter five, verses nineteen through twenty-one. Paul lists the works of the flesh. Sinful nature means the works of the flesh. In the middle, he mentions idolatry, sorcery, or idolatry and witchcraft. As I have said at the beginning of this chapter, the root of witchcraft lies in our flesh, our fallen, rebellious, sinful nature. This nature often manifests itself even in infancy, in efforts to control other people. We feel secure if we can control others. Then we... Correction. Then they do not threaten us They do what we want. God, on the other hand, never seeks to control us. He respects the free will he has given each of us, although he does hold us responsible for how we use that freedom. There are three ways the desire to control others expresses itself. Manipulation, intimidation, and denomination, correction, and domination. The goal is domination. People who recognize that they are weaker than those they seek to control tend to manipulate those who feel stronger, tend to intimidate. But the end purpose is the same, to dominate, that is, to control others and get them to do what we want. Many family relationships portray this. Husbands intimidate their wives by fits of rage or actual violence. Wives manipulate their husbands by tears and hurt feelings and often by making them feel guilty for their shortcomings. Parents frequently intimidate or manipulate their children. But alternatively, children can become extremely adept at manipulating their parents. One main tool of manipulation is guilt. A mother may say to her son, Honey, if you love mother, you'll run to the store and get me a pack of cigarettes. How does that affect the child? He is made to feel guilty if he does not do what mother asks. It will be taken as a sign that he does not love her. This is not a fair way to treat a child. Alternatively, however, a child may manipulate his mother. When she is entertaining guests, he comes and asks to watch a forbidden TV program. He knows mother is very careful to protect him from harmful influences, but he calculates that she will not risk his tantrum by refusing him In front of her guests. Once we learn to recognize the desire to control others as an evil, as an evil manipulative force, we will see it at work in many different areas. In religion, it may be in the way a preacher appeals for an offering. God has shown me that there are ten people here tonight who will each give a thousand dollars. Or he shows tear-jerking pictures of starving children in a distant land. And anyone who does not respond is made to feel guilty. Perhaps I am the one of those children, or if I don't give something for those children, I must be a heartless person. In politics, it may be in the way a candidate subtly appeals to racial prejudice in order to win. In order to win what? He wants to win votes. In business, it is often expressed in advertising. This entices people to want what they do not need, and to buy what they cannot afford. In every case, it is evil. Once we recognize these devices as disguises of witchcraft, we realize that in our contemporary culture, we are being exposed continually to its pressure. This gives new meaning to Paul's statement in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Repeated yielding to any fleshly lust can open the way for a corresponding demon to enter. This applies to the works of the flesh listed in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21. A person who yields regularly to fornication or jealousy or envy, there I name three. these people will probably be taken over by the corresponding demon. This applies no less to witchcraft. People who habitually use manipulation or intimidation to control others will be taken over by a demon of witchcraft. After that, they will be unable to relate to anyone apart from these tactics. Now it will be no longer just the flesh at work, but a new supernatural power that can bring the persons they have in mind to control Into a condition of spiritual slavery. I have seen this demonic power at work between mother and daughter. A mother may decide that her daughter should marry a man from a certain racial background or social level. Then, if the man the daughter chooses, does not meet the mother's criteria, the spirit of witchcraft in the mother will cause her to react in such a way that she actually puts a curse on her daughter and prospective son-in-law. The curse may take a verbal form. If you marry that man, you'll never have enough. He'll never provide for you. As a result, the couple will find themselves struggling continually against pressures and frustrations for which they can find no obvious cause. The demon of witchcraft can also work in many other kinds of relationships. Sometimes a pastor seeks to control the members of his staff, or even his whole congregation. Or a business executive may intimidate his subordinates. Or a political leader diverts the attention of his people from their own desperate need by stirring up hatred against some enemy nation. Whenever this kind of controlling relationship exists between two people, the person being controlled almost invariably needs deliverance from witchcraft. Likewise, the people exercising control needs deliverance. But each person must meet the conditions for being delivered. On one side, the person exercising control must repent and renounce his or her desire to control. On the other side, the person being controlled must repent of submitting to such control and must sever the binding relationship. Finally, this is the way out. In chapter 21, I will give thorough teaching on how to be set free. But let me say at this point that people who have participated in satanic worship and have exercised the power Satan gave them must be very determined. As I told the woman from Texas, for example, if they are set free, or if they are to be set free, they must be very determined. Lydia and I were once part of a small group ministering to a young woman who told us She had been a priestess of Satan but had repented and longed to be free. At one point, she showed us her ring symbolizing her marriage to Satan. At our urging, she finally removed it, but then the demon compelled her to swallow it. One of our workers, a young man, received the supernatural anointing of faith and commanded the woman to regurgitate the ring, which she promptly did. The young man then picked up the ring and threw it into a nearby lake. The young woman's deliverance was consummated when she made a public confession to a group of Christians and burned every garment she had ever worn while worshipping Satan. This was in line with the biblical exhortation to hate. Even the garment defiled the flesh. Jude chapter 23 The actual experience of deliverance, however, is not the end of the conflict. A person who has made a conscious, unreserved commitment to Satan is still regarded by him as his property held by him in eternal bondage. He will seek continually to reestablish his control, using every kind of demon under his command. So Satan's former victim will need the help of a committed company of believers to stand with him. He needs to learn to resist every pressure, continually affirming and reaffirming the scriptures that guarantee deliverance and victory. In this, Jesus himself is our example. Each time he was approached by Satan with a temptation, he countered with one all-sufficient response. It is written. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11 Satan has no answer to the written word of God. In the wisdom of God, this process of continually resisting every demonic pressure serves a positive purpose. When a person has been enslaved by Satan, the inner walls of his or her personality have been broken down. After deliverance, in order to retain freedom... The protecting walls must be rebuilt. The continuously repeated assertion of appropriate scriptures gradually rebuilds the walls. Once they are firmly in place, the satanic pressures will gradually diminish and eventually cease. Satan is too clever to send his troops into a battle he knows he can no longer win. How can people protect themselves from deception? There is only one door. I explained this in the previous chapter. This door leads into the kingdom of God. Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, John chapter 14, verse 6. Those who enter the realm of the supernatural through any other door find themselves in the kingdom of darkness, not of light. We must be on our guard, as I will explain in chapter 16, that we are not deceived into following another Jesus, one who does not correspond with the Jesus portrayed in the Bible and who will not lead us into the truth. There is also only one absolute standard of truth. In John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus says to the Father, "'Your word is truth.'" Anything that does not harmonize with the Bible is error. For this reason, it is important that we study the basic truths and principles of the Bible so that we are always ready to apply this text to anything that claims our credence. But again, we must be on guard. Not everyone who glibly quotes the scripture practices obedience to it. I have written a booklet called Protection from Deception. Now let us proceed to the sixth commonly asked question concerning the realm of the demonic. This is the end of Derek Prince's They Shall Expel Demons, Chapter 15. Is witchcraft still at work today? Amen.